What's up guys and welcome to the CrossFit Salon podcast. We are your one-stop shop for everything to do with fitness, health, nutrition and lifestyle really. We offer solutions to the actual issues that are going on in your life and we're not about telling you what to do. We want to help you actually do those things. No gimmicks, no nonsense. We do all the research so you can reap all the benefits to live your absolute best life. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about recovery. And not just recovery but recovery and stress and how both of these are very interrelated and work together to create this delicate little dance where you're balancing the line between stressing the body and then recovering from that stress all right now let's get right to it now why does recovery matter so the purpose of recovery is to really support your body's natural processes of growth okay recovery is a necessary and fundamental part of getting stronger without it really nothing progresses for example if you've just done a tough workout right you've put in effort uh, and you know you put in the effort because your heart rate got jacked up, your muscles are now a little bit sore, your joints went through tons of movement and your tissues stretched out. So you had all of these physical inputs into the body that caused this stress. And that means that you've done your part in starting the muscle breakdown process. And as soon as the muscle breakdown process ends, the muscle recovery phase begins. And this is where the strength is actually built. Strength is actually built during the recovery of the stress that you put in. So a lot of times we get confused and we think that, hey, I lifted the weights and now I'm stronger. Actually, no, you got weaker, right? Because if you think about it, at the end of your training sessions, you're always weaker than you were in the middle or in the beginning of the training session because you broke your body down. And where you actually, got, where you actually get stronger is in the recovery phase when your body starts building back up. And when it builds, it builds a little stronger than it was. So to dive into how it really all kind of works. So we have this process of homeostasis, right? Now, homeostasis is just a very fancy word to describe balanced function in the body, right? Now, an easy way to think of homeostasis is being comfortable, right? You're in a comfortable state. Now, to really explain the cycle of getting stronger or getting fitter or getting more resilient is basically you start in homeostasis, you walk into the gym, you feel good, right? The next thing you do is you warm up and you put stress on the body. When you put stress on the body, what we call the sympathetic nervous system is charged up, right? And so it's your fight or flight response where adrenaline is pumped into your bloodstream uh, and cortisol is released and all of these things that make you feel really powerful get released, and right? It's a response to stress. So you feel really good during the workout most of the time for most of us sometimes it feels terrible but i mean you get what i mean you get all of this energy out of training because your body's supplying a lot of blood it's supplying cortisol and adrenaline and all these things that'll get you up and moving and get you charged up but shortly after you get done training uh, your inflammatory hormones get uh, dumped into the body and these inflammatory hormones are really uh, there to protect you so they'll go to the site of damage and then They'll, um, they'll start the protection process over there so that your body can send fluid in there and start healing it, right? And also shortly after your training is done, your immune function drops. 
And so really, as soon as you get done with your training and you feel, you know, kind of good, you feel good, you, know, you get those, you know, those happy hormones and you're headed home and you feel good, you're actually weaker and your immune system is functioning at a less than ideal state, okay, for lack of a better word. Now, what's very important from that point to your next workout is making sure that you're getting adequate recovery, you're getting adequate sleep and you're getting adequate food and you're doing all the things to aid recovery so that you return back to homeostasis. Now, when you return back to homeostasis, which means you've recovered from your previous bouts of stress or training, right? You've recovered a little bit more resilient, a little bit more resilient to the stress that you previously put on your body. But if you did not recover and you went back to your next training sessions and you did not um, recover from your previous training sessions, you're actually just breaking the body down even more. So you're in this constant state of breaking the body down, breaking the body down, breaking the body down without allowing for adequate recovery so that your body can rebuild to a more resilient state. So in an ideal situation, you stress, you recover from that stress, and then you stress and you recover from that stress. But every time you recover from that previous stress, you are fitter than you previously were or stronger than you previously were or more resilient than you previously were. So you're in these constant uh, cycles of dipping and rising, but rising above where you previously were, then dipping and then rising, rising above where you previously were. So it's a constant balance between stressing and recovering, stressing and recovering. If you don't do this, you're going to constantly be driving yourself down into the ground and you're going to be stressing and then recovering, but not enough. And so you haven't become more resilient from your previous session. And then you stress even more. And then you don't recover, you stress even more. Eventually, you're going to run yourself into the ground. You're going to run into fatigue. You're going to run into joint pain. You're going to run into mood issues. You're going to run into cravings and hunger issues. All sorts of things go nuts. Even your hormones can go off for a whack, right? And so it's very, very, very important that whenever we stress our body, we have the right dose of stress so that we can recover from that stress. The right dose of stress, recover from that stress. If we overdose on stress and don't have enough recovery, we're going to drive ourselves into the ground, which is why athletes, because they train harder, they have to recover even harder. Training more doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get better. Training more only means you have the opportunity to get better faster, right? But your recovery game has to match. Otherwise, you're just doing more damage. Now, stress is not only just physical, and we all know this, right? Workouts aren't the only cause for needing more recovery. We have physical stress, which we know about, we, or we've been talking about, then we have mental stress, then we have emotional stress, then we have existential stress, we have relational stress, we have environmental stress. And so we have all these stressors that are being input into our lives from all these different sources, right? And stresses can be external and physically felt but they can also be internal and purely perceived sometimes or imagined right i mean if you imagine a stressful situation in your life or if you can well all of us would have probably experienced this this example financial stresses when you have financial stress and you don't know how you're going to pay rent you don't know how you're going to pay the bills you don't know how you're going to get your next meal that's some real stress right and your body 
doesn't distinguish between, you know, the lion is in the room or I don't have food to eat. It just knows that there is a load of stress and there's a reaction in the body. And those reactions come in the form of inflammatory hormones, right? And depleted immune function. Whether you did physical stress or you have severe mental and emotional stress from financial issues, you're going to have those manifestations be produced physically or physiologically in the body. So it's really important to know that stress is cumulative. It is the accumulation of all stresses combined together that create your experience of life, right? And so I'll just repeat those really quick again. You have physical stress, you have mental stress, you have emotional stress, you have existential stress, you have relational stress, and you have environmental stress. And all of these things are accumulated and deliver your experience of life. So regardless of the source of the stress, all stresses act on our central nervous system. And that creates your experience of stress, of fatigue, how well you're recovering, how how much vitality you feel. Like all these things manifest in those places. So no matter the source of stress, you'll always feel it in your body, right? And so what we really need to pay attention to is to all these dimensions of our health. I'll repeat them again. You have physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress, existential stress, relational stress, and environmental stress. So a couple of important or key questions that you can ask yourself is, how is your work stress and home stress, right? We all have those two things. And so how are those two things? How many hours per night are you sleeping? Are you getting enough sleep? Because sleep is a key component of recovery and that's a whole other podcast that we will, uh, we will cover. How is your quality of sleep? Are you waking up in the middle of the night constantly? Are you struggling to get to bed? Um, you know, that could be a key indicator to whether you're highly stressed or not. How strong have you felt in training sessions? Sometimes you feel really, really strong, but sometimes you feel like, you know, you should feel strong, but you feel really, really weak, right? And that could be a very clear sign that you're not recovering from previous stresses that have been put on the body. And also how your relationships are and your emotional health, right? Relationships and emotional health are a huge factor because those are components that can really bring uh, some crazy stress. I mean, everyone knows what it's like to maybe break up with a girlfriend or break up with a boyfriend or or have a divorce or lose a loved one, right? Um, especially in these times, right? And so stress, in monitoring your your relationships and your emotional health is super, super, super important. So when you take a look at your life, take a step back, create a bird's eye view and look at all of these components from above, from away from your perception or your perspective, right? Take a look at all of these factors and see where is the low-hanging fruit? What are the things that I can make a difference in? Because if you find the part that is actually creating the biggest stress and try to fix that, you will see that overall you will start feeling better physically. So here are a couple of things that you can do to start de-stressing or start aiding recovery, right? One really, really, really powerful but completely underutilized form of recovery is simply walking right and it's also an underutilized form of um, training 
right? If you can do a 45 minute walk every single day, you're going to see a disproportionate return in fitness gains, body composition gains, mood gains, health gains, sleep gains, whatever gains you want, you're going to get a disproportionate return by just doing like a 30 to 45 minute walk. I like that 45 minute number because it seems to me, it's like the sweet spot number. 60 minutes seems like a little long. 30 minutes is just not quite enough for me, 45 minutes. But I would definitely start with 30 minutes and try to do a 45 minutes. If you really want to level up, then you can do that 45-minute walk at the same time every morning in the sun as you wake up. That would be the trifecta. That would be perfect, right? You do this for two weeks, three weeks, or give it a month. And you're going to notice a difference. You may not be able to pinpoint what that difference is, but you will certainly know that something has changed and something is feeling better, right? Another thing is try to start a small meditation practice. It doesn't have to be a a very in-depth meditation practice. It could even be as small as doing a 15-minute nose breathing or deep breathing session before going to bed. Switch all the lights off, get the room temperature nice and cool, Get yourself in a comfortably comfortably seated position and just close your eyes and just breathe. Just pay attention to your breathing. Let your thoughts go wherever they need to go, but just try to focus on your breathing, right? Start there, right? And then if you want to ascend further in your meditation practice, I'm not the guy. You've got to go find someone that can help you with that, all right? Where in Sri Lanka? Tons. you got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that can help you there, all right? But start with a 15-minute meditation before sleeping. Another thing, this is hugely important, pay attention to what you consume on social media. People get pissed off with what they see on social media and then it ruins their day, right? Start a detox. Detox all the nonsense that uh, pops up on your feed. Anything that pisses you off, catch it, delete them. Another thing that pisses you off, catch it, delete them. Negative media is a huge cause of stress. And a lot of the negative media is designed to get your attention and designed to get you to react. So they're playing you and they're playing us. And so you need to catch those, those, those pages or those feeds. Whenever you see something that irritates you, pisses you off, get rid of it, right? Do that for your own zen. Do that for your own well-being. Because those negative, that negative post that gets your reaction is exactly what the person who posted it wanted. And so pay attention to what's on your social media feed. Do a detox on your social media feed. Delete anyone that's saying um, negative stuff or getting you to react or getting your blood boiling. And you'll see a huge, uh, you'll again see a disproportionate return on, uh, on peace of mind. As always, guys, you know, we're here just to deliver the best possible information to you. You know, it's very easy to get misled on Instagram. It's very easy to get misled on Facebook. It's very easy to get misled on YouTube. There's a bunch of good information out there, but there's a bunch of nonsense information out there. And, you know, we've taken it onto ourselves to do the research for you, to find the most scientifically backed research, the stuff that we know is true. And a lot of the stuff that we know that's true today may not be true tomorrow, but you bet that we're going to find out, we're going to do the research, and we're going to deliver it to you. As always, guys, stay safe, and we'll see you at the next episode. Take it easy.